bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchising industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats Podcast. Welcome to the Franchise Canada Chats Podcast, where we take you into the world of franchising. Our interviews are with franchisors, franchisees, and industry leaders who give on-the-pulse expert advice and insight. I am your co-host, Rena, And I'm your co-host, Trisha. This is Season 2, Episode 14. And Trisha, who do we have on the show today? Well, Rena, we have a friend of the CFA and frequent Toronto trade show exhibitor, Gary Prenevo. Yay! Gary Prenevo is a franchise consultant with FranNet. FranNet is an international company with a strong Canadian presence. Their community-focused franchise consultants help match prospective franchisees with the franchising opportunities that give them the best chance to be successful. On the episode with Gary, we discuss finding the right franchising opportunity as he match makes them together, how he measures success as an entrepreneur as we all continuously search for that work-life balance. Enjoy the episode! So take us back to 1991. What were you doing before FranNet? Uh, 1991 was actually the year I got my start in franchising. Um, in November 91, I left my family business uh, and became uh, a franchise salesperson for a company called Canadian Training and Development Group. Seven months later, I didn't have enough to do, so I bought a franchise and um, was with them all the way through till 2002 when I joined FranNet. Oh, okay then. Well, uh, why did you choose to join FranNet then in 2002? Because I'd been working with FranNet for two years as a as a lead source when I was selling franchises. Um, I had I had gone from being a franchisee and having lots of independence and freedom to to becoming vice president of, of sales and marketing for, for a national company and it was it was too corporate for me. I didn't have enough freedom and autonomy and some life changes were happening. I felt it was time to get out and be a franchisee again. Nice. What were some of the unexpected challenges that you faced early on? The um, probably the biggest one was, as with any business, where to find potential customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the I was able to draw upon the the franchisor, uh, this is FranNet for marketing um, and for for the, some of the content, but it was from the other franchisees that I learned uh, how to approach some of the key key targets. So that was a big one. And then just just changing on a personal level, going from having a, a staff of 18 and you know multi-million dollar company to little old me doing everything, including buying postage stamps. So it was lear- relearning the discipline mm. that it it took to be a successful entrepreneur. Mm. Are there any skills that you had to kind of draw upon to help you kind of navigate those challenges? Just uh, previous experience, uh, I think the the strongest skills that I brought to the table uh, was the client interaction, uh, both at at helping people decide whether or not they should benefit from FranNet services. You know, uh, I'm I'm at a state scale of seven or ten or higher. I want my own business. I just don't know what to buy. So I would I would help educate them on 
um, what it is they were looking for uh, as far as timing, uh, you know, how much money they they were investing or wanting to invest and, and just what those criteria. So being able to to draw on my previous sales and sales training experience and public speaking experience, it all helped me to launch the business. Mm-hmm. And then, Gary, you know, you spoke about time and autonomy and the benefits of being a franchisee, but can you elaborate on why is being a franchisee beneficial? I guess as opposed to like starting your own business. Oh, where do I start? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I like in starting a business from scratch is uh, the the metaphor is I've got to build a boat, but I've got to buy all the parts, throw it in the water, jump on the biggest piece of wood and start pounding things together as I'm floating down the river. I don't know the currents and the current and the, the parallel would be the marketplace. Whereas buying a franchise, I've got a boat, I've got probably fuel in the tank, I've even got a GPS. So to me, buying a franchise, proven systems, proven processes, saves a ton of time in terms of trying to figure out where to get started. And then as the business gets up and running, the support of the franchisor guiding um, the franchisee and then one of the, the, the systems, the tools, the evolution of, of those systems and tools, this innovation that a lot of franchisors do that the franchisees benefit from. And I think one of the most overlooked aspects of franchising uh, from the benefit of the franchisee is the other franchisees. You know, where else can you get a, a whole lot of people, 50, 100, or 300 people doing what you're doing every day, and you get to draw on them as a family and as peers, not as competitors? So there's huge aspects of being uh, a franchisee. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like there are a lot of great advantages, and it's probably why you see a lot of clients, I'm assuming. Um, and how do you how do you go about matching those prospective franchisees with the, like the right franchise opportunity? I always take the approach that it's not about what the opportunity is. There's lots of great businesses out there, but if if the client doesn't have the skills to run those businesses, it doesn't matter how good the concept is, they're not going to be successful at it. So our process is always about matching. Um, the right skills to the right opportunity. And the, what are the what are the skills that the person brings to the table? What are the financial and time resources that they have to bring to the table? And most importantly, what are their financial and lifestyle goals, uh, both short term and long term? You know, it, it's it's fine to want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, but if you want to also create exit value, then it's got to have a business that is saleable um, several years down the road. So. There's numerous criteria that people have. Some are more important than others, and each person is different. So we have to work with them to get that clarity. Then we introduce options that are the best fit, and then we coach them through all aspects of the research so that they can make a defensible decision. Yes, I'm going to buy this business. No, um, here's why. Or no, I'm not going to buy the business. Here's why. My job is not to sell them a business. My job is to guide their research and help them get to a defensible here's why and no is a completely acceptable answer mm. and do they like fill out like a questionnaire or something and then you guys kind of go through that and you pull up some franchise opportunities is, is that how it works can you kind of walk uh, us no no that's the start we do we get them to do personality profile financial and risk assessment um we get we do a skills inventory um, and then it's a a multiple phone discussions and then a a face-to-face consulting and then introduce the options based on all of that combination of all that data 
I don't think there's an assessment out there that is effective at saying just from answering these questions, these are the businesses you should look at. Yeah. How long does this usually take? Well, there's probably about two to four hours of pre-work um, for the, the client prior to meeting with us. It's a, the meeting with us and, um, is about three hours, and then they have 10 to 15 hours a week of research, usually over a 10 to 12-week period. Wow. And by then, that's when they're making the decision. So I guide the research. I don't do the research for them. Mm-hmm. That's extraordinary. Um, I, I understand, we understand that it's specific and nuanced depending on the person and the personality and, the personality and their goals. Uh, what is something most franchisees or new business owners underestimate about running a, a business? I think two uh, really important things, time and money. And I, I, I don't mean that to be um, uh, trite. I'll, I'll explain. Year one of a business is uh, people should approach it as a sacrifice year. Um, they're going to put more time um, into that business than than anything they've probably done because there's such a big learning curve. And if they're not prepared to put the time, they're, they're increasing their risk. So um, year one is that year where I'm putting a ton of time in, but the business results aren't there yet. So I don't have the money coming in, hence they're linked. Um, So if I don't have the money coming in, that means that I better have the reserves to be able to fund the business and fund my personal lifestyle, um, my minimum requirements while the business is getting up to speed and up to break even. And and even on the personal level, I I better be able to fund my household for a few months after break even. So, So people often one of the biggest mistakes I see people making is they, they use most of their available investment just to get the business open and then they're running out of, or they're really tight on cash to get it, to, uh, to get it started and launched. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot more difficult. Is there anything you kind of do to help them prepare for that kind of reality is? Well, I, I, I think part of it is, is this is part of the research we guide them in is, is talk to the franchisees that have been gone before and what has their experience been? How long has it taken them? What type of work have they done in order to create the results? Uh, all those different questions. If and and have a a, a good reserve of of of, of cash, um, or, or other form of liquid liquid assets you can draw upon through the launch year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not working capital to get the business open. It's working capital to break even. And, and if, the, if, if it takes three months to get to break even, fantastic, but that doesn't happen a lot. It, they should plan for six, nine, 12 months to break even, again, based on what the existing franchisees experience that have gone before them. Do you always accept people who come to you looking for consultation? No, I don't accept anybody who's, who's looking for a consultation um, because it, there are requirements our franchise or partners uh, place. Um, as far as the skill set for an it factor, the short answer is no. It's not about that. There are so many opportunities, 1,200 plus franchises in Canada. Chances are most people who have got previous experience can run a business or run a franchise. It depends on which franchise. So it's, it's the transferable skills. Are, uh, there's enough opportunities out there. The, the, the people should have... Uh, you know, a minimum of seventy-five thousand, ideally a hundred thousand dollars or more, available to invest. That's where our businesses start. Um, we have full-time opportunities. We have passive engagement opportunities. So, so 
So if they're looking for, for something that they keep their corporate job, then they're probably talking 250000 to $300,000 investment. Um, One-third of that should be their own money as, as a starting point. You know, so it's, it's a combination of, of the available dollars. How much time do they want to put into the business? Do they want to work full-time? Do they want to uh, build a team? Do they want to be on their own? It comes back down to the criteria. We match based on what the client needs, not um, not only what the franchisor is looking for. It's got to be a two-way match. Hmm. So, what kind of keeps you inspired um, to, as a franchise consultant? What inspires you? Oh man, I think I got one of the coolest business in the world, ladies. I <laughs> I get to help people change their lives. Uh, it, is, it is incredibly rewarding to see people uh, leave their current circumstances, be it people in transition, be it um, underappreciated in the corporate world, be it just wanting to create more wealth. There's numerous reasons, but seeing them uh, take uh, you know, guidance through the change and then talking to them six months, two years, five years later, I still t- stay in touch with clients I placed 18 years ago mm-hmm. and seeing where they've had, I just had a client bought a business um, worked with me in 2010, bought the business, sold it last year, and he came back to me and bought another business. That is exciting. So yeah. seeing people's yeah. lives change, it's incredibly rewarding. Is there like a story that you can share with us? Like one, another one that you could share with us that's like truly inspired you? Um, there's so many. We've placed over 600 people. So it, it's, it's, the, I've got I've got one client that I recently worked with. Um, she she was stuck in a in a role that she was overqualified for, and um, and she's she's in her she's in her twenties, and her and I started talking, and um, we 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 got her father involved in the discussion. And now they they just bought uh, a series of I, I believe they bought six locations for a hair care franchise and they're just opening them. Um, they're all existing, so they're just taking them over. So to to work with you know I, I work with millennials. Um, it was really exciting because you know I, I became an entrepreneur at age 27. The client I met with this afternoon, 27 years old. So it's it's really cool to to you know being in my late 50s now, being able to help people get their start in their entrepreneurial life. That's exciting as well. Exciting. That is very exciting. What am I doing with my (laughs) life? 27. My gosh, Gary. Thank you. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Um, How, how should you measure success as an entrepreneur other than like time? I understand time and money, but is there other qualities where one can measure success? It, I wish I had a, um, a, a clear answer. Um, there, there's no such thing as a short answer because each each person measures success differently. I've had clients who have taken a 30% uh, wage drop um, by buying a business and going into business, but they're working 25 hours and they get to watch their kids grow up where they were working 75, 80 hours before and didn't get to see their kids. Mm-hmm. So it's, for that, somebody, it's not about money, it's about quality of life. Um, I have people who are, you know, they're earning um, mid six figures um, from their businesses. Uh, you know, so they, I have other people. One of my clients bought 14 over the course of time, bought 14 locations. So that's about building an empire. 
you know, there, there's, there's so many different things that people are looking for. It comes back to, um, you know, the, the progressive realization of, of your own personal goals. And whatever those goals are, be they financial, be they lifestyle, be they time, um, you know, that that's what the people should measure when they're going into business, that they have clarity on what they're getting into the business for. That's part of the work I help them clarify. It also seems as if we might not even know some definitions of success either, like to be discovered as well. You know, I, the, 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 where I, going back to the beginning of the discussion, the company I was with um, in 1991, it was a training company, sales management, leadership training, customer service, all that. We did a lot of work on personal goals and, and setting business goals. Um, 10% of the population has goals in mind, but not on paper. 3% of the go- uh, population has goals written down. Um, the rest of the population spends more time planning their annual vacations than they do their lives. <laughs> so having clarity on goals and then putting structure to them is is a great a great skill for a business owner and, and one that a lot of people have to learn. And this is where good franchisors provide that type of leadership. Not all franchisors do, but that's when you get a franchisor that helps the franchisees drive business and personal skills on that level, that's that's a great franchisor. It's almost going back to your boat analogy that the franchisor is the uh, lighthouse on the shoreline guiding the way. I like that. Yeah, yeah that is a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for starting us off that way. Um, okay, then, Gary, I'm going to ask you a bit of a personal question here then. What does success mean to you then? How do you measure the success? I'm at the stage in my life where I'm, I'm fortunate enough um, that I, I get to play well. Uh, the, the way the way I describe it, work smart, play well. So I have a I have a great business where I've got a, a solid team. Uh, I choose the hours I, I work. Um, I've I've got the income to achieve my to, to do the things I want, travel, other things, and and I have time to look after my health. So so on the financial, I've 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 got uh, continue to grow and go where I want to there time and work-life balance with so I can travel the world with Lindsay, I can't ask for much more. Has um, your definition of success always been the same or has it evolved? I, I assume it's evolved, but I, I just wondered if you want to elaborate. Oh, it, a bit. It, it absolutely has evolved. Every So many, many years ago, I started doing a dream list and a goals list. Every year I would, um, I would take a few things off of the dreams list and put on my, it didn't go on my goals list until I was ready to action it. Once it went on my goals list, I had to have it achieved within three to five years. And when I go back and look at my original dream list, a lot of that stuff is already accomplished or it decided it's no longer important. Like I wanted to skydive. Now it hurt, it might hurt too much if I and change my life if I, if I land badly. So <laughs> I'm a little more cautious, a little bit less adventurous, but, um, there's a lot of things that I that I, I've gotten to do. So, so in my in my 40s, it was about my kids and about making sure I my kids were uh, getting good grades and getting set up for for their lives. As they started uh, maturing and looking after themselves, and it shifted to continued wealth, you know, securing for my retirement and and uh, planning the growth of my business. 
Um, now my business is scaled. I'm still scaling it, but now it's about quality of life and building the team so that um, they can do more and I can get to do uh, do a little bit less. Oh, delegation. Delegation's great. It's great. Um, Gary, empowerment. You... Yes, empowerment. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better way to receive that as well. Um, what's what has been one of the biggest lessons you've learned working as a friend at consultant? Life isn't fair. Oh, care to elaborate on that? Uh, you can get the exactly the right circumstances for success and unforeseen things happen. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so taking personal responsibility in all things. Yes, the franchisor should have but I bought this business, it's up to me. Um, yes, I thought I would have that health, um, but this has changed. This I have to adjust based on blank. Whatever it is, life happens. As a business owner, we have to deal with it. And going off of that, what's your advice for anyone looking to become a franchisee? Uh, no, you get to know yourself. What are your, what are you, what are you really good at and love to do in terms of skills? I don't mean I like working with people way too broad. What do you like doing with people? So what are the things you're really good at and love to do? What are the things you dislike doing and don't want to do day in, day out? And, and what's been missing in your life that having a business will enable you to realize and fulfill? Most people have never bought a business before, so they don't have clarity on these things, and, and they they stop too early in building their their awareness. This is the work that we do is we help them really take it deep, so that um, once once they have that clarity, now they can look at a business and say, okay, it's a great business model, but can I run it? If the the core skills it takes to run that business are the stuff they love to do, then that's that's where you want to be. If it's the core skills that it takes to run or stuff they don't like to do, that's increased risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gary, I'm just going to sidestep momentarily and just tell you, I love it when uh, running a trade show in any city and someone comes up to me and I'm like, hi, I help you. And they say, I want the franchise that's going to make me the most money. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Very common uh, statement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm put on the spot. And I, my question back to them is, where's your passion? Where, where's your heart lie? Where, where are your interests? Um, and I wonder is, how do you answer that question when someone comes to you and they go, I want to make more money than a dream job? Uh, yeah, I get those same people. <laughs> the same questions. Money is a byproduct of how well run the business is. So if you want to make a lot of money, you've got to find a business where, and exactly what I just said, the work that you do is what you, most of it is what you love to do and what you're really good at. So tell me a bit about that. Excellent. You know, and the, the past is always the indicator. What the, you know, the, best, the past is the best predictor for, for future performance. It's not the only one, but, and, it's, it's, and this is the other, maybe the other big aha for people, is one of the beauties about franchising. It's one of those few places where you get to do something, in most cases, almost completely different than your entire career. It is transferable, leverageable skills, not into new industries, not direct transfer into the same industry. If I was leading people in the corporate center, that means I can lead people in any other business. I just, the franchisor trains me how to do it their way. You know, I can use any core skill and, and apply that statement. Excellent. Um, so what's next for you and your, your business, Gary? Well, my my uh, 2023 goal 
is to have uh, three people working full-time with me, um, working with clients, and I work about 25% and travel the world six months a year while my staff are running the business. Nice. We'll hold you to it, right? Yeah, we'll, hold, we'll hold you to that, and we'll, we'll podcast you from the Riviera. I, I, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I just need to so that I, I should say travel the world more. I'm, I'm getting to do a few cool, cool trips every year, so uh, just more time to play and, and just, again, work-life balance. I, I've had the benefit and the luxury of running one of Fran's top franchises. I like to compete. I like to play well. I don't need to win, but I like to win. Uh, I continue to see myself as a top three, top five franchisee. Um, and so we'll continue to build and build better relationships, continue to, to drive the the opportunity here and right across um, Ontario and Eastern Canada. That's exciting because there, there is also FriendNet Western Canada as well. And, and that's uh, other franchisees. Happens to be my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see the family resemblance as well. Do you two um, share business uh, similar acumen? I guess you do, but then I'm curious, what are the similar uh, similarities and differences between you and your brothers? Brother, uh, we 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 worked in business together um, with the family business. Uh, Chuck was more of an operational person, and I was more of the salesperson in that business. Um, but we, we, we both were grew up with the same family values and, and core values. And I think that works really well in this business. So what it's about getting the right fit, not just a deal. Mm -hmm. I'd rather somebody not buy a business and buy the wrong one. And Chuck has the same philosophy and, and yes, we talk regularly. I coach him on things. He, uh, he brings new things to me. So we're constantly working together. Oh, that's incredible. I, uh, yeah, it's, a. Uh, it was a lot of fun discovering that there was a fa family relation there uh, just because it was, it's a pleasure working with both of you. And okay, now it's time for the lightning round. All set to go? Yep. In three adjectives, how would you describe yourself? Adventurous, focused, and passionate. And in your own words or in two sentences, what is your consulting concept? Most people have never bought a business before. So if, if they were buying their first time house, would they go and buy a house without going to a professional real estate agent? Um, there's just so much to know. And there's so many dangers about getting into the wrong business. And the, the cost is so high. They need to have professional help, whether it's us or a competitor, they, they need professional help in getting the clarity of what they bring to the table and what the market has based on what they bring to the table. Our services are always free. We get paid by the franchisor. So it's executive recruiting applied to franchising. Cue the mic drop. <laughs> Sold. Sold. That's great. Um, please complete the following in uh, one or two sentences. I'm going to read some statements and you're going to finish my sentences. Uh, so it is, the most interesting thing I've done recently is... Drove from Toronto to Gross Morn Park and back with um, in-laws. Oh. <laughs> in 12 days. My work can be described as? Helping people to change their lives and get more control and freedom. My top advice for prospective franchisees is? Know yourself first, skills, interests, resources, and goals, then start looking. Instead of what most people do is I'll know it when I see it, and they, they look for businesses and try to make themselves fit. Mm. That's the bad way to do it. The most important thing in life is? 
family. One of the most enjoyable things to do is? Traveling with loved ones. The hardest thing for me to do is? Know when to stop. I love what I do. It's hard to stop. In other words, that's the weekly work-life balance thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The person who has had the most positive influence on me as a business person is? Two people. Howie Bassick, founder of FranNet. I was fortunate enough to be personally mentored by him for my first year in the business. And the second is my dearly beloved partner, Lindsay, who challenges me in so many ways, has helped me grow. And she saw uh, strengths and skill sets in me that I never saw. And she helped nurture them. Uh, what are you currently watching on Netflix? Are you binging anything at the moment? I don't watch a lot of TV. So, no, I read books. I, I read two to three books a week. Oh, okay. what are we what yeah. are we currently reading? Well, I just finished reading Lee Child, one of his books. That's a, the Jack Reacher. I, I read a David Baldacci. I'm reading right now. What's the book I just loaded last night? Just that will tell you. Blood Song, which is an old other world. Like Middle Earth? Middle Ages. Yeah, Middle Earth. But then, then I, you know, I've I read uh, Scale. Then on the business side, Scale is a recent book that I read. One of the best business books I think I ever read was Blue Ocean Strategies. So a blend of business and pleasure books just to get the brain engaged in different ways. Oh, absolutely. Other than, of course, binging on our <laughs> podcast, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got two more for you. In three words, the key to success is? Goals, passion, and family. That seems pretty balanced. And then finally, we're trying to redefine the word failure. We believe that people's careers, uh, failure comes in many ways, and we believe that it's important, and we're trying to turn or spin it in a positive manner. Can you redefine failure for us? Failure is a big part of everybody's life. Failure is the universe's way of bringing lessons to you that you need to learn, and until you've learned them, the universe will keep on bringing them. So I look at failure and success in the same way. And this came from my mom, this too shall pass. What was the lesson in the win? What was the lesson in the loss? If I focus on the lesson, I improve. You can't have success without failure. It's part of life. Love it. Thank you so much, Gary. That was awesome. Do you have any questions for us or do you have anything that you want to add to our listeners? Uh, no, this has been great. Thank you for the opportunity to participate. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Gary. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gary. You're very welcome. Have a great week. You Take too. Care. Take Bye. care. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, visit FranchiseCanada.online. And if you're interested in the franchise opportunity, go to lookforfranchise.ca.